You want to know something crazy, man? Absolutely. And I could tell you right now, man, just based off the vibe in the room right now, is mm. I feel like we could talk for hours, bro. And, oh, we, we definitely could. If you want to see the Trauma Project, it's going to be at the Muse Northeast location. It's going to be from 7 to 10. The dates are going to be March 2nd to the 3rd, 9th to the 10th. I highly recommend buying tickets online. On Eventbrite, just search Trauma Project GR. You can also find it on Facebook, Trauma Project GR. I highly encourage people to buy tickets. It's definitely going to be sold out. So get your tickets now before it's too late. Welcome Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people. Hello, everyone. Before I get started with the show today, I just want to say, if you enjoy Creative Ops, please rate and review the show wherever you listen. It helps the show grow. It's the number one thing you can do, aside from telling somebody about it. Also do that. Share it on social media. Tell your mom. I don't care. <laughs> and if you like what's going on over here, please consider supporting me by buying an ebook or paperback copy of my novel, Switchers. It's a time travel novel about kids in the 90s who get in a time travel war against their adult selves. All right. Enough of me. Today's guest is Scoob, an artist originally from St. Louis, Missouri, now living in Grand Rapids, Michigan. He's the mastermind behind the multimedia art project and the album, The Trauma Project, which you can see at MuseGR on 727 Leonard Street Northwest in Grand Rapids, Michigan, March 2nd through the 3rd and March 9th through the 10th. There's links to get tickets in the show notes. There's links to all the people that we shout out. Well, at least most of them. Sorry if we forget somebody. And uh, everything you need in the show notes. Go there uh, as you hear things, as you want to click and learn more. Uh, and then, yeah, listen to the rest of the podcast, obviously. I'll see you on the other side. Write down my conversations before I don't talk. I don't write down what I want to cover. It's all freestyling, you know. Um, I did the same thing with uh, if you listen to my radio interview with uh, with Leisha B on uh, you know, one hundred four point nine, and same thing with uh, my interview with a uh, Fox Seventeen Morning Show with uh, Michelle Dunaway. You know, like it's just Michelle everything off the top, man. Yeah. Yeah, she, she she is dope, man. I know um, she's really cool. Yeah, she's been wanting me to interview for like months, bro. Like when I first told her about the project, she was like, she's like, hey, you want to come on and uh and and talk about the project?" I'm like, "Hey, it's 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 not even done yet." Like I'm like I, I was very secretive about the project, but only a select people uh, knew about it, you know. Yeah, and. Man, she was asking me back in September. Like, like <laughs> she's, hey, she's really plugged in for yeah. You know, people might uh, think, oh, you know, everybody looks like they love their city when they're doing the morning show. Mm -hmm. This woman loves the city. And yeah. She is plugged I, in. Man, I see. Hey, I see her everywhere, man. She 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 be doing her thing. Yeah, I know? see her all over the place too, yeah. and she always 
hey chris i'm like yeah <laughs> do you remember everybody how do you do that and the energy is genuine man i know oh, I, still, yeah. I still gotta do some shoes for her i seen her rocking some uh some jays the other day uh what well, no she was rocking jays in the um in the interview she has some jordan ones oh okay. and i was like hey i'm gonna have to hook you up because she's wearing the mids though i was like hey <laughs> hey i don't do mids I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to hook you up, man. We're about to get rid of those. We're going to have to get you some highs or some lows or something. And for anybody that at this point is like, what is the trauma project, though? Go ahead and just give me, I guess, your, your elevator pitch, what, what the basic concept is, and we'll dive in from there. Uh, this is a project that highlights talent here in Grand Rapids. There's a lot of creatives here in uh, Grand Rapids, and I'm trying to tap in with everybody. But this project is more so about being vulnerable with the city, mm-hmm. and it's going to target. This is only the first of a whole series. This is this one's more focused on mental health, and this uh the project that you're gonna see is going to more so target the emotions, the um, the feelings that a person goes through when they're dealing with trauma. And that's just the art side of it. The music side is telling more of a story from an artist's point of view of what they experienced in life. You know, it's like um, relaying a message. It's supposed to be a full sensory project where not only do you have the visual, but you also have the audio that's going to give you like a full, you know, immersive feel of what's going on here mm. um you know for people that are uh that, that have never experienced trauma it gives them an in-depth look of what trauma is yeah. and for those that have in this majority of us yeah. have gone through trauma but have not realized that they have experienced trauma is that this is to help them identify that mm-hmm. yeah i was just gonna say that and i'm sure that some people will come to this and go oh shit that's true I have trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tra- trauma has many, uh, trauma has many different forms mm. and it's not just a physical, uh, injury. You know, um, a lot of people think that trauma, you know, they, they, they associated with blunt trauma. Yeah. And blunt force trauma to the yeah, yeah. head or body or yeah. 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 Huh. Or like, like, uh, you know, like eternal bleeding and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not, that's not all that trauma is. Trauma can affect you mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, trauma can really determine how you move through the world, what your day to day looks like. You know, um, like I said, it, ha- it has many forms, and this first unveiling of the project is only around mental health. Yeah. So it's 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 only a piece of what trauma is. But man, you know, you got abuse. You have a yeah, mental health abuse. Um, I haven't really got to the third one <laughs> yet, but. Every, every last subject is going to be deep and I'm just trying to hit the key ones that I know people can relate to. I mean, war, war is trauma, you yeah. know, like, man, we right now watching a country, you know, go through war, genocide, and mm-hmm. we're over here in America. And this is like, man, it can come to us. Yeah. You know, any, anything is possible. We got, you know, all these weapons and stuff, man, we got weapons. We don't even know about weapons. We can't even pronounce. Yeah. And we, got, we got stuff in North and South Dakota yeah. and, and out in the middle of the farmland and missile silos. Yeah. <laughs> all, all this weird stuff going on, like cell phones going out, cell phone outage, but yeah. uh, you know, um, yeah. Tra- trauma, trauma can come from many different things. And war is definitely one of them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like For sure. just hearing like like you know, imagine man, I seen this video of a little girl and it broke my heart, man. It made it made me real sad is that this little girl, she made it out of um Gaza. Mm. And um it was a thunderstorm going on. And, oh yeah. Yeah, like all she heard was the thunder, but Was that her, on your stories? Uh, was that in your stories? Yeah, I believe I shared okay, it in my I was stories. Say, I think I saw that on yeah, your stories. But but yeah, it was a uh, it was a thunderstorm going on outside. But to her, it didn't sound like a thunderstorm. It sounded like them jets coming over and dropping bombs. Yeah. So it's like really think about that. That's deep, mm-hmm. you know. And you know that's just uh, I mean that's one of the key key topics I, I definitely want to hit on. But this first project is all about mental health, and this is the day to day everybody. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, trauma is trauma, and it affects all of us. And the point of this project is mm-hmm. to get people to talk about what trauma is. You know, that's the biggest thing is that the people need to talk. We all we yeah. we all need somebody. You know, you can't you can't you can't do everything by yourself. And when it comes down to trauma, you cannot deal with that by yourself. It's always great to have somebody there to help you guide through it from anywhere from a conversation to distract you from your own trauma. Yeah. To identify, diving more into it and figure out how can you deal with it yourself but also you know getting help from others yeah and um yeah just uh granted this project here is more so it's it's describing what trauma is through my eyes as a black man Mm -hmm. you know but at the end of the day trauma is trauma it's all the same yeah yeah and uh well (laughs) i was just thinking about that uh skit that i recorded with mike um (laughs) <laughs> Maybe I can put just a piece of it in here or something for Real Black and All. <laughs> Life is scary. <laughs> Real Black and All is a brand new treatment designed specifically to address trauma and depression amongst black Americans. The best part about this treatment is there are no pills and no injections. You simply talk about your feelings with someone you care about and occasionally admit that life is scary, my nigga. And that's it. Yeah, man. And that's that's real, too, because I feel like especially with guys, uh, we don't talk. Girls like can't wait to talk mm-hmm. about their feelings. Oh, how did and how did that make you feel? You know, when you see them mm-hmm. talking to each other and they're holding each other's hands and supporting each other. Yeah. And uh, you know, if a guy tells another guy like, "Man, I, I was really scared the other day," they're like, "Why don't you take your tampon out, bro?" Man, man. Or it's like it's like, man, the only time you're gonna really hear men talk about that is if drugs are involved. You got to be drinking yeah. or you got to be high. You know, yeah. you know, something's involved for that to happen. And at the end of the day is that us as men is that man we want to be strong yeah we want to be strong and and we've been told we have to right yeah hey hey hey, man man up don't cry all right man suck it up man and it's just like you know um that's where that pride comes from man we we don't want to be looked down on yeah talking about our own issues and i feel that i've done an amazing job Cause like man, I'm I'm a big black dude, man. I'm six foot three, you know, over over two hundred and fifty pounds, man. And I am very open talking about trauma because it doesn't it 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 doesn't pull away from me as a man. I know that I'm solid, yeah. But I have no problem talking about some real, you know, some real stuff, and you know, really, really, really getting you to dive deeper into your own thoughts, you know. curious what the actual inspiration was for the trauma project and did you already have like a foot in the door in the music world or was this just like a whole different thing man this was a whole different thing um my my connection in the uh, music world of uh gr was 
basically me getting out, talking to people, being at events, and just networking, you know, yeah. really, really uh, talking. I know, uh, I feel like I'm very strong when it comes to networking because um, I'm linked in with businesses across the country. Mm. You know, uh, we talking like, man, from big to small. And, yeah. you know, like, I feel like that's vital, you know, for uh, for, for a business, especially if, like, you, you need something, you need some guidance. You know, um, I got I got brand owners that I can hit up and like, hey, man, I, I, you know, how you do this and that? And then, you know, I learned from that. And same thing here in Grand Rapids is uh, like, especially with music is that, man, you know, I was rapping when I was in college, mm. but I ain't know nothing about, uh, you know, uploading album and, you know, the the PROs and all that stuff. I had to learn that here. But uh, as far as the inspiration for the Trauma Project is that, man, I felt like, man, the stuff that I was going through is that nobody would believe me, you know, um, mm. talking about uh, trauma and Man, the pain, the how, how the pain makes you feel, the fears that it opens up in your, in, you know, in your mind. It's yeah. like it, it's like Pandora's box opening and you can't close it. You mm. know, it's just uh, you uh, I, I had to go through a journey of, man, um, battling the pain, accepting the pain, and growing from the pain. You know, I hear not, a lot of people saying that too. Yeah, you have to accept the pain; otherwise, they, there's really no getting yeah. getting through it. You you have to accept it, and uh, telling someone how to accept something is it, what what works for you don't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell telling somebody how to accept it is that that's truly something that they have to learn on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that, that 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 is something that they have to learn. And me, man. I, I was a very solid uh, minded individual before I went through trauma, man. I, I didn't like when when I had that slip and fall and then make sure the medications and stuff is that it awakened all the fears that I had locked away, thoughts that I never really, you know, focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, as a kid, I, I was afraid of the dark, you know. Um, Same here. Now, now, man, I can't even go to bed in a dark room i gotta have the tv going because what happens for me is that if there is no noise or something to distract my mind as i go to sleep my thoughts start to ramble you know they start to go and then they go from all these ideas i have doing stuff to fears you Mm -hmm. know like man losing a loved one you know stuff like that you know like man hey it gets dark it yeah. gets dark, man. And Same that, thing. I'm married. I'm used to curling up next to my wife, and then yeah. on the on the occasion that she's out late or isn't, you know, isn't around goes somewhere with friends, and then yeah. I just sit there and I go like, man, is this what it's gonna feel like when she's like yeah. gone? If I'm the, you know, and it's just you start going to these weird dark places. Yeah, yeah, man. Weird dark places that you 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 don't normally go to. Yeah. And, um, you know, dealing with that is a uh, um, yeah. I, I was uh, you know, like. Fear, fear of the dark uh the the constant stabbing pain that i was getting was that um i was afraid of feeling that that peak pain you know how you know how you got your different levels of pain mm. is that the stabbing pain was always there yeah yeah but you had that one pain that will just bring you to your knees it just cripple yeah. you right then and there that one where the whole world just kind of tunes yeah, out yeah yeah where it's just like it's like i right, stop you over there like you finna yell you know mm-hmm. so that that put fear in my head um small spaces like man i used to be able to watch uh 
movies where like 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 for example uh uh, what is it? Uh, Shawshank Revenge. Uh, Saw- uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, Shaw- yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't even say the words right now, but <laughs> I used to love movies like that. Yeah. And now it's like, man, I see somebody going to a jail cell or be put into a a, clo- a closed room where they can't leave, man. That gives me anxiety. Yeah. You know, and it's one of those things I gotta step outside and breathe, man. I remember those nights where I woke up in the middle of the night from night terrors and. Mm. Walking to my front door, opening the door just to get fresh air because the air in the house wasn't enough, you mm. know. Um, thankfully, you know, like man, I I, I had support, you know. I was a, I was able to fight through that, you know. But it wasn't, man. It wasn't no smooth rodeo. It wasn't no it, it wasn't no hop on the train and everything's good to you know when you get to the next city. It's like nah, man. It was a whole journey. It was a whole story. Yeah, you know, um, and the, the the point of the trauma project is that man, I wanted to take people through the dark and bring them to the light. So, with the trauma project is that man, it's broken up into three parts. The album's broken up into three parts. The first part is pain. The second part is acceptance, and the third part is growth. And I know one thing that people don't talk about. With uh with a with a trauma, especially with like PTSD, is that PTSD stands for post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, yeah, stress stress disorder, right? Mm-hmm. So, what is PTG? A lot of people don't even ain't never heard of PTG. Post traumatic guilt disorder? No, <laughs> PTG is like the best thing. It's it's the result of PTSD. It is the result of dealing with depression and 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 anxiety. You know, this is after you go through that that battle and you and you win that war against the you know your own demons. Mm-hmm. Is that uh PTG is post traumatic growth. Post traumatic growth is basically where you are a product of your environment, right? I was well. But yeah, you was well. <laughs> yeah you like in simpler terms, you are a product of your environment, but you didn't let your environment hinder you. Yeah. You know, you still found a way. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, post-traumatic growth is. It's just that basically you're still influenced by your environment, but you found a better way. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, uh, that's, that's definitely something people don't talk about or, you know, really, really hear about. They, you know, it's a, it's a concept that people have to, uh, you know, obtain through going through it. You yeah. know, you you ha- you got to go through the mud before you see the water. And that's good to know. Like, I mean, just for anybody who's dealing with something like that, and I know a lot of guys who have got totally different forms of PTSD. I've I've met guys uh, who were in Iraq and or Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and their PTSD is that every I don't know if every night, but one guy was telling me, "Yeah, man, I I don't like." freak out i don't go into like adrenaline mode on people mm-hmm. when i get upset Fight or flight my ptsd comes from every night when i try to sleep as i'm falling asleep uh i'll see the faces of the people that died uh in the war zone mm-hmm. and when i'm asleep they start coming back to life yeah those are called night terrors yeah yeah man for me uh night terrors was me feeling the pain and mm. waking up like you know like like jumping jumping out of my sleep um 
feeling as if, man, I'm being choked. I'm finna, uh, finna pass out, mm. you know, and just you go into fight or flight mode when you're yeah. dealing with that. When you wake up abruptly like that, you know, fight or flight mode, and it's harder to go back to sleep. Um, you know, uh, during, during my time of dealing with traumas there, man, I did a lot of video gaming, man. I was like, I was really good at Warzone because that's all I played. <laughs> I had nothing else to do. You know, yeah. I was really good at it. And, uh, yeah, I was doing that in sneakers, man, you know. Um, and eventually I, you know, moved away from video games and just really uh, doing something with my life yeah. and stuff. And I feel like this project is going to be um, very impactful and influential to the uh to the community i mean the point of this project is to invoke those emotions yeah so once you know if if i'm able to invoke those emotions it's gonna be the best thing ever for you because once you feel it you feel it in the music you see it in the art mm-hmm. is that you're able to go through that journey all the way to the end of the album and like the last track by by, by my uh by my guy uh guapto speedy speedy yeah yeah speedy man that that last track is like man, uh, I I had him as the closer for the uh, for a reason, you know. His track is post traumatic growth, mm. you know, and like the painting that's paired with it, man, it's it, it's self explanatory. When you look at it, it is very like blunt of what it means. Yeah, but the way that it's painted is that it makes you think even deeper. So it's like I give you the answer. I to you know the. The title is like self-explanatory, but what is this painting really? You know, and I'm like, I'm like one of those guys that I'll put something in your face, but there's a deeper meaning to it. You know, it's like not, not, not everything that you see is what you see. Yeah, you yeah, know, it, 100%. yeah, it's not, it's not what it appears to be. It can be things rarely are. Yeah. You got, you got poor people out there trying to look rich. You got rich people out there man, trying to look poor. Man, I mean, like, here, here goes something for you, man, is that being homeless, yeah. right? When you go out on the street, uh, you see homeless people, right? People begging for money. Uh, through some people's perspective, like even myself as a kid, when I didn't understand what being homeless was, is mm-hmm. that when I seen the homeless person, I always thought, uh why'd you give up why you stop yeah, nah not even that man uh you know i grew up around drugs so i'm thinking you know uh, uh drug addict uh yeah you know a fiend these people and, are here as a result of their bad decisions exactly and when as i got older and understood mental health is that man you have people that are dealing with mental struggles struggles that aren't really capable of being out in society but yet they make a way and we see them as homeless people you yeah. know like man and when we were kids a lot shelter. of those vietnam uh vietnam war guys yeah. they, they made up a lot of the homeless yeah man and it it, it, it revolves around mental health man you know uh-huh. like you got you got people dealing with these uh things man from being bipolar to uh you know um ptsd etc it's just that man you know a lot of the uh a lot of the people that are homeless are have mental issues mm-hmm. and not, a, not, you know, when, when you're homeless, you, you don't have the money to support, you know, the help that you need. And yeah. when you don't have the support to help what you need, then some of us is going to turn to drugs. I mean, same thing with like, uh, when Oxycontin came out is that Oxycontin is basically, uh, synthetic heroin. Yeah. 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 Synthetic yeah. Heroin. 
And it's basically like, like man, they, they say weed is a gateway drug. It's like, nah, man, pills is really a gateway drug. You really want to think about it. And if you're someone that's dealing with uh with, with excruciating pain or you're just taking pain pills just to feel better, mm-hmm. is that it, it turns into an addiction, especially when you're dealing with opioids. Like, man, I had a doctor try to prescribe me opioids, and I was like, hey, man, I ain't messing with that. Yeah. You know, um, I know, I know what comes with that, and either you can become addicted or not. Yeah. You know, it, it depends on the And you have a hell of a dosage. time taking a shit, too. Yeah. Yeah, you have a good time, and then... <laughs> Once it runs out, because uh, uh, mid, uh, what is it? Western medication is expensive. Yeah. So once more you, expensive in this country yeah. than the same as medicine is if you go up north or down south. It, exactly, man. So, so let's say that your doctor prescribes you um, opioids and stuff, right? Mm. And then at one point you can't afford them. What you gonna turn to? The cheaper option. Yeah. What's that gonna be? Heroin. Yeah. You know. I even actually one of those songs that I was telling you about that just came to me really fast uh, was a song called Long Sleeves. And it was about this girl I know who was uh, uh, her boyfriend was the guy that we used to buy weed from when we were like 18, 19. Um, (laughs) I was about to say his name and be like, shout out. But no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But they were both uh, heroin addicts. And I remember she was telling me just this terrible story one time. Um, She's like, yeah, you know. We both tried to quit, but it didn't work. So then I got pregnant on purpose, thinking like maybe that will be my motivation to quit. And then they kept doing it and lost the baby. And I was just like, man, so what's the what's the hardest part about all this? Because there's just so much that goes into that. And she said, honestly, the hardest part is having to wear long sleeves when it's hot out. And I was just like, oh. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. And the, the name of the song is called Long Sleeves, and the chorus is, when's enough enough for the girl who wears long sleeves in the middle of the summer? Hey, man. That was sad. Yeah. And I feel really bad because, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, man, when you said, when you said I got pregnant, I was like, I was like, what? You, you got pregnant? No. <laughs> like, what? I was so lost. I did no, it wasn't me and the pregnancy was nothing to do with me either. Let me th- throw that out there. Everyone a part of this project is that I listen to their music. Yeah. You know, um, me, I, I, I support anybody that's, that's doing something, you know. And um, Speedy, speaking of Speedy. I don't know if anybody works as hard as that dude. That guy mm. is constantly grinding, writing, selling, making, working out. Like he's just yeah. he, he doesn't stop. Yeah, I know me me and him be having some uh, some great conversations, man. It's more about um self growth mm-hmm. and like uh a, a lot of stuff that we talk about is something that we learned from our uh, childhood. And then I met people like Tlen, um I met, you know, uh DNA Dang. I met I, I I met a bunch of talented individuals there. You know, some of these individuals aren't even on the project. Yeah, but I still met a lot of talented artists here in uh, Grand Rapids on the uh, music aspect. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, I just started talking to uh, people. You know, um, listening to their music more. And this project pretty much turned into like, man, it's like me being Metro Boom and doing an orchestra. You know, like everybody is a different instrument. I needed people with different styles. I didn't want people that sounded the same. Yeah. Um, 
I had people that I wanted, but there was no placement for them, you know, based on their style. It's just that mm -hmm. I didn't have anything made for you yet, mm -hmm. but there will be something made for you. And um, from there, just uh, I just started contacting people directly and building those bonds, showing my face in the community, showing that, you know, like, man, I'm, I'm really here for the people. And yeah. stuff, you know, and um, I feel like I show that in my actions every day. And uh, that was like part of building this project, man, was that I was able to meet the people and listen to the talents that that that, that they have that that um, people, you know, some people haven't even heard yet. And the point of this project is to give people a platform to reach people that they probably would have never reached. Yeah. You know, and that's it's an awesome the, thing. And it's a it's become kind of a big theme just in the last couple of interviews that I've mm -hmm. had, too, is unity when. Yeah. And getting away from the competition and mm -hmm. really going like, you know, it's there's enough out here for all of us. And if yeah. we all work towards it together, we can get there faster. It takes a village to grow. Yeah. You know, 100 percent. You, you can't you know, you got that's like. That's like being a one-hit wonder is that, mm. you know, you rolled the dice and you won, but everybody else rolling those same dice and they ain't, they ain't getting what you getting. Mm -hmm. You know, some people got to go through a rockier path than you do. So that's where it takes a village to grow sometimes. It, take, it takes a bunch of people coming together and seeing a common uh, a common goal or meeting someone with common interests as you, mm. yeah, yeah. you know, through the community. And then that's how, that's how growth works. I mean, when you look at all these other places that the world is looking at the, you know, especially like in music, uh, Detroit mm -hmm. and Detroit working with Flint, you know, like think about those connections, you know, people working together. That is called a collaboration. Yeah. So it's like, man, if we did more of that here in Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids will have a light shined on them. And yeah. That, 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 that is one of the points of this project is to shine light on the talent here. You know, uh, I'm I, I'm one that loves art and Grand Rapids was like the perfect place for me. One, my brother's here mm -hmm. doing this thing as a uh, as a break dancer. And now, you know, he's running his own studio teaching. Oh, that's awesome. And shout um, out. What's the studio called? Yeah, it's uh, um. It was six one six uh technique. It's technique uh technique academy now, and they are they are located in uh Walker, Michigan. So it's just pretty much north, off of uh, uh Lake Michigan Drive. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah, man. My brother's doing his thing here, so I wanted to I wanted to move here, be closer to my brother, because uh majority of my family's in Chicago and uh St. Louis. So me and my brother are pretty tight. So we had uh moved out there, you know, be closer with him, and uh find find my own way and uh fortunately before i even came here i've been visiting here often that um i knew i knew uh you know quite a bit of uh people you know bef before even moving here and um i know one of the uh, biggest connections for me moving here was uh my homie monk and he was just uh he, he he was more of like a um he was more of a mentor and a resource for me so he like he really helped me um find my way at the end of the day i still had to carve my own way but he would uh give me guidance more so you know like you might want to you know look at this do this you know hey talk to you know like these type these kind of people and stuff you know but at the end of the day i had to do all the stuff myself yeah you know put in that grunt work yeah there's nothing 
for any creatives out there listening, there's nobody that's going to do any of it for you. Yeah. They'll, they'll point you in the right direction, but nobody's uh-huh. going to be like, hold on a second. You just sit there and I'll make sure that you have a career. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, yeah, man, you can't, you cannot rely on someone else to get what you want done. It's, yeah. it's not going to happen, man. You know, mm-hmm. like the, that's like you asking me to, let's say, um, push something big that you're doing right yeah and let's say i'm not i don't really share the same interests as you so i'm not going to push it as hard as you would right. i'll probably push it every time you ask me and i'm like all right yeah i'll do this and then that's it mm-hmm. you know so it's like you know you got you got to put the groundwork in you got to put yourself in people's faces yeah and one of the biggest things that's that's going to talk and going to always talk is when you put stuff in people's faces in person mm-hmm. you know like yeah, social media only do so much, and oh yeah, at the same sure. time, like with Instagram, man, it's a it's an algorithm. You gotta pop up on somebody's page. Yeah, I ain't taking no chances. I'm coming straight to you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, my worst day selling books in person is still better than yeah, almost all my best days. Like except right after a book drops, then you get a big spike. But like mm-hmm. outside of that, <laughs> outside of that first like two three weeks, anything, yeah, anything you do on social media is just gonna be like. Yesterday. Tiny little splash versus, you know, getting in front of a couple hundred people. Hey, you want to buy a book? Hey, you want to yeah. buy a book? Hey, sir, come here a second. You look like you like to read. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, man, when you do stuff in person, you are able to develop those connections in person. Yeah. Uh, a, a connection made in person is going to be stronger than a connection made online, unless y'all talking on the phone and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, aside, aside from that, um, you know, uh, moving here um, and being closer to my brother was just that. Uh, you know, I came out here. I found I found me another job in aviation, but my heart wasn't in aviation anymore. Yeah, it was more with art, and I was already leaning towards that ledge of I'm gonna take a leap of faith and bet on myself. And sure enough, before I could take that leap of faith, is that the leap of faith was made for me. <laughs> I, <laughs> that makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, it, it it forced me to take that leap of faith. That's when I really entered into that go getter mode, grind mode, and um, I was already developing a uh, relationship with Last Mile because um at the time uh uh during um January going into February, my brother was taking ownership of uh Technique Academy of uh 2023, and from there um I was just like man you know. Damn, my brother's gonna be a business owner. I'm trying to be a business owner. This is motivation for me. Let me let me help my brother out so I can learn more about business. Mm. You know, and that's what I did. We put together a fundraiser. Man, I gave away over a grand in shoes. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> like, like, man, I gave away some dope shoes. Uh, I did some custom vans, some custom uh, dunks, you know, some Air Forces. I wasn't finna get nobody no Jordan story. Like, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't gonna happen. But um, yeah, man, I, I I gave over uh you know a grand in, uh in, in sneakers and uh, we did a raffle to help support uh Technique Academy, you know, so that it can survive. And that's just what we did. Um, you know, the whole event was crazy. Um, you know, had 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 a real dope battle and everything. But that was motivation for me to like really push my dreams. Then I lost my job, and then I really went to that grind mode and started talking with uh with with people like Eric and uh, Sarah at Last Mile, developing that that connection. Um, them giving me opportunities to do stuff for them. Yeah, and that that really uh that's like my origin story, really. Uh, mm-hmm. of hearing Grand Rapids was it started at Last Mile. It was um you know those conversations with uh Eric and putting the boost to the ground and 
making stuff happen and then starting to meet more people. And then from there, I just let my own uh, genuine energy really show people, you know, like, man, I'm, I'm truly here. I'm not, I'm not a selfish individual. I'm not here for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm here for more so uh, uplifting of others, you know? So, you know, it's just, uh, man, my passion is art. I'm happy making art. I don't, man, I could be rich, poor. I don't care. Art is my thing. You know, like like I said, it's liberating. think the way that you said it was pretty straightforward you know it's people just talking openly and being vulnerable about things yeah um through the hip-hop medium but uh tell me a little bit more about some of this art yeah so uh the artwork uh man i, I put i put my all into my art um if you if you want to see an example of any of my artwork to really get a vibe of the type of artist i am definitely go down to della soul records man and go and ask her about that anita uh you know Anita uh, Baker painting, man. Just just ask her about that. To, yeah. to ask her how did that make her feel? Because mm-hmm. I put my soul into that painting. And me as an artist is that I don't paint for nothing. You know, mm-hmm. um, every every painting has a part of me put into it. Yeah. And uh, the big thing about art is like, man, uh, man, I've had dreams of just being an art therapist. You know, just having people come through and like, hey, hey. We gonna talk and you gonna paint, you know, and like it's gonna it's gonna really uh, you know, bring out your emotions because to me art is very liberating and uh, art was liberating for me when I had went through my own injuries with a uh, you know three herniated discs in my lower back that took mm-hmm. me a year and a half to recover from and back pain is back pain is yeah <laughs> no joke man. Man, when you're talking about herniated discs, man, there there is a such thing as pain that you don't wish on no man. Yeah. That is one of them. I mean, you, can't, talking you can't laugh. You can't sneeze. You got to be yeah. careful if you take too deep a breath. Man, I rise up out of my bed like I'm Dracula, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bend or nothing, man. I rise up and shoot, I grab my cane and I, I, you know, I keep moving. Like that took me a year and a half to recover from. Before my job finally was like, you know, hey, you need to come back, you know, like miraculously, uh, man, it, it was grace from God that I started feeling better at the time because they were trying to let me go. But, um, you know, uh, dealing with that is that that's how I found my way back to art. And it's been like 10 years. It's been a it's been a decade since I've ever picked up a paintbrush. Yeah. So what happened that made you uh, stop painting for a while? Just life um, got too busy, man, just. Just life, different interests. Uh, when when did getting back into the art turn into like, oh, this is kind of my jam. I'm going to go and put this art up in the um, Last Mile Cafe and get get uh, commissioned to do artwork on the walls. Hey, man, uh, life, life is crazy. Um, it sure so, is. <laughs> you know, uh, what brought me back to art was seeing like, you know, a bunch of uh, people painting on shoes and stuff. And I was like, yeah. man, I was like, that look cool. You know, so I started doing my research and, you know, like what kind of paint are they using? Because you can't just use any paint for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it turns out there is a special paint you're supposed to use for shoes. You can't just go to Walmart and get some. Uh, That'll, that stuff will come off as soon, yeah. as, soon as you start <laughs> to walk in the ring. It's going to crack, come right off. You can't spray paint a shoe because that's just going to crack. Um, yeah. So. You know, I learned about that. I invested 500 bucks into myself to get a, you know, airbrush machine, paint brushes and the right paint. Mm. And I started, uh, you know, painting on my own shoes. And, you know, uh, aside from art is that I'm also a sneakerhead, man. You know, I love, I love my kicks. Um, so from there, you know, I just started, uh, just creating, you know, 
dope shoes. And then before you know it, people was paying me to, you know, do shoes for them. And I started, I turned that into a, uh, to a business before I got an LLC for it. You know, I was just, uh, sitting there, you know, um, just creating art and, and whatnot. And over time I started to realize that, man, I'm not just a sneaker artist because, uh, you know, I could do portraits, I could do designs, I could do color schemes, all the other stuff. But I feel like I am a true multimedia artist that uh, I feel like I can do everything. And as cool as the shoes are, like, it's its own form, it's its own thing, yeah. it looks different from different sides. But sometimes if you really want to express yourself, you can only go so far on, yeah. on the shoe. Yeah. It, it, it's like, man, if you really want to do some detailed stuff, it requires a lot of time, layers and stuff. And it's like, I'd rather put that into a canvas. Yeah. And um, at the end of the day, a shoe is harder to sell than a canvas, you know? Hmm. So it's like, I, I, I'd rather sell something that you can hang up in your house than, yeah. than something that's going to sit, sit on the shelf. But granted, you know, like I still, I, I treat, I treat both equally, honestly, because um, I have a lot of people that 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 love what I do with shoes. You know, I got people that actually collect my shoes when I do a design. They buy them from me, and they they actually, they legitimately collect them, and they're like that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my 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 journey as a as a custom sneaker artist has been uh is it it's been wild, man. It's been up and down. You know, um, it, it's been times where there were things I had to learn for myself. And one of the biggest things is that when you're trying to grow as an artist, don't ever compare yourself to somebody else's success because it's going to eat you up inside. Yeah, that's what they say, right? Comparison yeah. is the thief of joy. Yeah, man. I, I went through a lot of imposter syndrome. I felt like I wasn't doing good enough because the people around me were doing phenomenal. Yeah. But little did I know. You see people doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah. And you're like, I think I'm kind of in the same ballpark talent-wise, yeah. but these guys got way more followers or their man, stuff is out in the world way more than stuff, mine yeah. is yeah yeah and it was just like i was like man that's where i'm supposed to be you know like i i've i built uh organic growth you know i've been sitting at two thousand followers for a good minute but you know to me that doesn't mean anything you know it's just that i know i have people that support me but it's like when you meet me in person i feel like the bond is stronger than knowing me through like instagram facebook and stuff you know like yeah you know those that's the type of stuff that uh, I care more about. Like, man, I got a guy all the way out in Utah that, man, I treat him like family. You know, like, like, like we we tight like that. He been he been rocking with me since day one. He actually flying out from Utah just to come to the show. Oh, nice. And I think that's crazy. You know, I, I ain't I've never had a, a long time client you know support me like that. Yeah. So you know yeah, that's, that's pretty wild. Yeah, that's dope. artistic style really uh i wouldn't even say i have a style i would say that i'm very versatile i attest to that the uh you painted the walls in the bathroom at last mile yeah no and that was crazy <laughs> and that i mean that yeah that's more kind of abstract and then you go out in the um in the lobby there and you've got the it's a nipsey hustle painting right yeah yeah and then you've got some uh some realism out there so it's yeah. uh kind of whatever it needs to be <laughs> yeah that, that nipsey pain man that was that was one of my favorite paintings beginning to end mm. that, that's what i call that one beginning to end and that one there was one of those paintings that took me a year to do actually you know yeah. um it, it, it okay so you're not bob ross style just get in and out of there and be done within a <laughs> yeah. half an hour yeah no nah, i can be bob ross but <laughs> but uh yeah no nah, that nipsey one uh the, the the story behind that nipsey pain is just that um 
I, I, I was very influenced by uh, Nipsey Hussle and like what he was doing with, with, with his career and how he was trying to give other people a platform, how yeah. he was trying to build up his community. And uh, from there, when I was just sitting there uh, trying, trying to bring that painting to life, is that it started with one portrait and it was just the, the one that was on the left uh, that was uh, painted in acrylic, uh, acrylic paint. And I was just trying to figure out, man, how do I feel this? this big space to the right, you know, and first I had skies and then I was like, man, maybe I should put a street sign right there. Nah, maybe I should put the all, all money ins uh, logo right there. I was like, nah, they ain't, they ain't gonna do it for this painting. And sure enough, that painting sat for like three months and then I came back to it. Like, all right, I got new ideas and it's just like, can never settle on something until I finally, I just uh, I thought, man, I'm gonna put the young Nipsey on there and have them, you know, staring at each other. So you got Nipsey when he passed away and Nipsey when he was just starting out, you know, mm creating his career and that to me was like a very dope painting but the process of getting that painting was more well putting that painting together was more so like my process of finding my own purpose yeah. you know and just like really writing out what it is that I want to do in my life yeah and that's a a good lesson too I think in, in terms of just creative process um I think people you know, our age, I'm an elder millennial, but I'm a millennial. Um, we've kind of always been instilled with this, like, if you're not doing something, you're doing nothing. Yeah. And, you know, always be doing something, always be working and hurry up and finish. Mm -hmm. And sometimes things need to just kind of sit and ferment in your mind a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I've had stories where I wrote the beginning of a story and just kind of went, Ah, shit, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. And I'll just put it in a drawer. And then yeah. I might see it six months or a year and a half later and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I remember that. Oh, you know what I could do? I could do that. Could... And it just takes a little bit sometimes to kind of step away from something and mm -hmm. let it come back to you. I mean, man, so like, man, my life is built off metaphors. Shout out to my dad. My, my mm -hmm. life is built off metaphors. I live by metaphors. And I watched way too many kung fu movies as a kid. That, <laughs> you know, the, that's how I live my life. And um, one thing, like, all right, when we talk about in terms of the art, is that man, you can have grapes now, mm. or you can have wine. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can have grapes now, or you can have wine. Yeah, that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just the surface, man. Just the surface. I know one thing I live by though, for sure. Is that what's done in the dark always comes to the light? So, so how much of your work? Uh, I mean, you said like you can be that guy that just busts stuff out, yeah. but when you're doing something that's not a commission and you're just like, you know what, I feel moved to do something, are you more of a like, I'm going to work on this a little bit, put it away, come back to it, work on it a little bit, put it away, come back to it, or do you prefer to kind of like when you can feverishly just keep going, keep going? And me, me in particular, is that um, my my process with art is that um, I pretty much I paint until I feel like not even I feel I paint until my soul says, hey, this this is enough. This is this is good. Yeah. You know, so um, some paintings can take, you know, months, weeks, mm. but it's a lot of me sitting there painting a little bit until I don't feel like painting anymore mm -hmm. or I feel like doing something else. And then I come back to it. Yeah. But whenever your heart or, or whatever you want to call it just mm -hmm. goes, all right, that's enough. 
Mm-hmm. And you just got to listen and go, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, uh, I mean, shoot, you, you, even with the Anita Baker pain is that, man, I put like that. That's one of the Bob Ross paintings. Like, yeah. Like, dude, that, that painting literally, literally has, I want to say, 13 hours of time put into it. Mm. And that painting is a monster. And the thing about that painting is that every time I approach that painting, I, I only spent two hours a day on that painting. And when I when I when I come over to start painting and everything, is that I'm already I'm already tapped in with you know my spiritual side when I'm sitting there. You know, I love I love I love my heart and soul guide my brush. And the way that that painting came out is that. I did everything right the first time, mm. you know, like I was just being guided to complete that pain. Yeah. Like divine and, inspiration. Yeah. And it's like, man, typically, you know, especially with portraits is that I always find myself coming back and doing little touch ups or changing the entire face, you know, stuff like that. But mm. that Anita Baker pain, I didn't have to change anything. It was just a straight through. I did. I painted her first and then I did the background and it was just, yeah, just guidance, man. It, Every puzzle piece dropped into place. Yeah. I have maybe one or two songs, like actual songs that I like wrote and put a whole mm-hmm. set of words to where I just sat down and in one shot was just like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Hey, I got a song here. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing that I'm very confident in, man, is that the way that I market the trauma project, I don't think anybody's marketed a project like this before. The way I did, man, I feel like I was killing it as far as advertising, man, yeah. from from uh, uh, in-person interviews where people are telling you what trauma means to them and yeah. how important this project is to me creating a radio ad out of it, you know, just like this really, you know, like letting you know, hey, it's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, um, man, my flyers got augmented reality in them, man. You That's scan right. them, bro, that. you know, it's a whole poster that plays a video, you know, like, man, you know, is that I want people to start doing this type of stuff. So I'm like introducing it. It's like, copy me, take it, do yeah. it. Yeah. You know, like there is nothing wrong with saying that somebody inspired you. Cause man, I say it every day. Yeah. Especially when I have deep, deep conversations with uh, with with other individuals. Especially when I was going through my process of uh, completing the trauma project. I mean, uh, for example, my uh, my homie Blair for uh, Up Life, man. Me and him had some deep conversations. I remember one day, man, we was talking about uh, Jay Z's uh album, uh, uh and it, it was a song Picasso, right? And we said he he was talking about how how big of an influence that track was on his life. And I was like, man, dude, what you just said inspired me. That inspired my next painting. There is nothing wrong with letting people know that they inspire you. Yeah. You know, like that's that's good for both of you. I, I want to hear that I inspire somebody because then that tells me that I'm doing the right thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to put that pride aside because pride is the downfall of man. This ain't no uh, one-time project. This is one of those uh, community uplifting projects that yeah. I'm want to, I want to continue to uh, you know do. And it's just like, man, I am 
putting together what I can with this project and then putting it into the next one. Yeah. Uh, the trauma project is something that's going to turn into a, it's going to have a documentary behind it. Mm. Uh, and also following that documentary is that there's also uh, going to be a movie made with this man. You know, oh, I, yeah. I, I got a, I got a bunch of mad, mad scientist ideas, but <laughs> I'm definitely turning this into a movie and trauma project two is already in the works. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I've already talked to a couple people. They already know who they are. And I'm going to continue to grow that roster, man. Man, we talking about an empire, mm. an empire. And the only thing, like, man, this thing just comes with love, man. That's all it is, is love. Yeah. Love, love and respect. And none of that, you know, beef, street stuff, you know, um, you know, uh, people butting heads over dumb things is that, nah, man, the, the main thing is that this is for the community. Uh, Trauma Project is the blueprint for the community to show them what happens when you bring people together. This is something that I want to continue on for at least like for a series or something. But, you know, just put something together that has never been done. Yeah. And it really I just want to hammer that home one more time too. that just out of my personal experience, Mm -hmm. when you see an opportunity and go, oh, you know what? I can bring my other partner over here that does the same thing as me. We can both get this opportunity. And then that person says, hey, you know what? I got this opportunity next month. You want to come do that with me? And then they introduce you to somebody else. And then Mm -hmm. they introduce them. And before you know it, you get introduced to, well, like you and I got to know each other through Mike Logan um, because of somebody that I had met. I was like, hey, let's go watch this dude play music. And we're like, all right. And then um, Shana, who was uh, on my podcast that just dropped this week yeah yeah i fuck with shana yeah yeah she met mike through me going to see our my friend play keyboard shout out yeah. to uh, sean jackson from art sauce quartet and she just happened to be there with him sang a couple songs with him and then me and mike went up and talked to her afterwards she ended up going on his show late line being his first guest <laughs> and uh then later on he was like hey man i need your help <laughs> recording this thing with uh, for this guy scoob i'm like oh who's scoob now here we are yeah. talking, <laughs> and if you keep playing that game and you don't try to keep it all to yourself, yeah, man, you can't. It, it, it's it's incredible the people that you're going to meet, the opportunities. Like I would have never thought I'd be producing something for a hip hop album. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, hey, man, this this, this album is a uh, this album is very very different, man. I look at this as roots that's growing. Yeah, you know, and there no tree has one root, man. There's there's several mm. roots, and their goal is to find water. Yeah, you know, and um, with this with this album is that this ain't no party album. This ain't no, you know, uh, club banger type type of thing. This ain't you know. This is this is motivational music put in a form of soul and conscious rap. You know, like that's that that that's all it is, man. Uh, you know, bring bringing that together. And infusing it with art, like that—that that is powerful. I mean, just as an artist myself, sitting there painting, man, the power that music has for me when I'm painting mm-hmm. is is strong. And same, same here when I write, man. Yeah, I got it. I get just the right music, and it makes me feel just a little icky inside, yeah. and then I can start writing about cult leaders and weird shit. You know what I <laughs> mean? Start writing about <laughs> cult leaders. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. No, like as, as as far as the people you're talking about. Uh, like um man um yeah like uh shoot mike mike logan uh man i met that dude at a uh at a uh meet and greet back back in um around christmas you know 
And uh, me personally, I don't I don't celebrate Christmas and, and whatnot. But I was there at the uh, at at this event. I ran into him after I just seen his ad, uh, you know, for uh, the celebrity game night. I, oh, I thought yeah, it was hilarious, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And um, you know, uh, I pulled him aside. I was like, "Hey, man, I would I would love for you to be a part of this uh, project." I told him what the project was about, and he was vibing with it. And I was just telling him what he would bring to the table, and. Basically, man, I just wanted to create a project that has several elements from rap, spoken word, you know, um, uh, you know, comedy. Um, I can't I can't give you too much, but, you know, I wanted something with a lot of elements to it yeah. that you're not just listening to, uh, you know, um, it's not going to be repetitive one, one sound. Yeah. yeah. Like like it's all going to flow smooth together. And this this is definitely something that you can um you can listen to while you creating man mm-hmm. you know this is this is definitely one of those albums where you sitting there in the mode you know shoot reading a book right you know writing um man drawing uh you know uh shoot man if we're just trying to get your shit together yeah or shoot <laughs> if, if, if you in college and you doing book work and stuff man this is definitely the vibe for you yeah but um yeah, man. Like I've 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 met a lot of dope individuals. I've met met a lot of uh, individuals that I definitely want to work with in the future. Um, I've I've definitely uh, been trying to carry myself as a motivational uh, individual mm-hmm. in the uh, you know in the city of Grand Rapids. Um, you know, like uh, the like the only time that I like I I I don't compete. I'm more of uh, I'm gonna push you. So it's like, man, if if I see you slacking in what you're doing, I'm like, man, what what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? Or um, you know, I like to ask for tips, or I pass tips when when people like something I did and everything. Um, Scoob. It was great talking to you, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I got more to talk about, but hey, you know, we got to cut say, it. <laughs> and then next time you get a, you know, the, the the second iteration of it coming out, we'll do this again. Hell yeah, man. I'm definitely down, bro. All right, cool, man. Thank you uh, so much for coming on. And uh, everybody, uh, this was Scoob. Get out if you're in the West Michigan area to Muse GR to check out in person all the stuff he's been putting together. Yeah, March 2nd, March 3rd, 9th to the 10th, 7 to 10 at the Muse, Northeast on Leonard. I feel like I'm yelling and singing at the same time. <laughs> I, say, I can put a beat down for you if you want. Man, <laughs> hey, I'm not for the embarrass myself. It's been a long time, bro. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk again. All right, for sure. Thank you to Scoop for coming on the podcast and talking about this amazing project. I hope everyone goes to see it. Check out the show notes. Tell somebody about the show. Leave a rating and a review. All that kind of fun stuff. All right. Whatever. I'll see you guys next time. Mwah. <laughs>